Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to day 10 of Get Grateful. You're listening to The Daily Drive podcast with Josh Downs. And again, this is day 10, and I'm a little bit sad. It's the last day of our series on gratitude, although it certainly won't be the last time that you'll hear me talk about gratitude. I hope each of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving yesterday full of food and gratitude. We've had nine full days leading up to today where we focused on different aspects, stories, and principles of gratitude, all in an effort to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and hopefully focus a little bit more in our life on what we have instead of what we don't. And it's my hope that you've felt that over the last few days and how it can impact our lives for good. Now, a quick update on my Give Thanks for Gas fundraiser. Yesterday, I had the chance to run over 40 pies with gift cards and thank you notes to gas station attendants all across the Salt Lake Valley. And let me tell you just a little bit about my experience. And first, let me give a big thank you to all those who joined me in helping deliver those. From what I've heard, the impact was profound and there was a lot of gratitude expressed. Now, there were a lot of smiles from my end, a lot of hugs, and even a few tears. It was funny to see everyone's initial skepticism, actually, towards a simple gesture of thanks, which tells me that we have some work to do, but we sure took a good step yesterday. Two ladies in particular were beyond grateful at the gesture, with one not knowing how she was going to pay for a place to stay the next few nights, and another worried about paying for a medical procedure that she needed. While what was given to them wasn't a lot... It was enough to remind them that there is someone up there looking out for them and us and that everything would be okay. After all the deliveries that I made, it was, for me, the best Thanksgiving that I've ever had. And that was prior to getting any actual Thanksgiving food. (laughs) I'll post pictures, reactions, thank you responses in the KSL News clip on social media under Josh Downs and Facebook or on Instagram under at GJD320 and at the Daily Drive Podcast, as well as on my website once it gets back up and running, thedailydrivepodcast.com, for you to see for yourself what happens when a little thanks is given and gratitude expressed. Now to end our series on Get Grateful, I wanted to share with you a simple story of a farmer that was posted on a website called God's Grace just this past September, although the experience itself was had back in 1973. It's a story about an intense drought that spanned over weeks, that had severely impacted a little farm and the livelihood of a little family. Would rainfall ever arrive? Was the question on their minds and in their hearts. Nadine Fotenhauer tells of an experience when she was just 17 years old and living on this farm with her family. In July of 1973, she says, when I was 17, a drought struck my family's farm in Burnsville, Minnesota. It began with several days without rain, normal for summertime, but the hot, dry days stretched into weeks. Our farm was our livelihood, and we counted on the profits from the corn crop to get us through the year, and the corn was dying before our eyes. My father was a man of faith, and he prayed before every meal and firmly believed God would look out for our family. Each day, Mom and I would get up, hoping for rain. Each day, Dad would expect it, even though there wasn't so much as a wisp of a cloud in the harsh blue sky. Around the one-month mark without rain, Mom and Dad and I sat down to lunch one day and bowed our heads in silent prayer as usual. Mom and I looked up, ready to eat, but Dad didn't move. We waited so long that I asked if he'd fallen asleep. Hold on, he said. I'm not done yet. 
I looked at his hands, calloused and cracked from years of farm work, his nails permanently stained by dirt. They were clasped together so tightly that his knuckles were white. I'd never seen Dad pray so fervently. I knew it was about the drought. After lunch, Dad returned to the fields, wandering through the yellowing stalks, doing what he could to try to save the corn, which was only a couple weeks away from being ripe enough to harvest. He stayed out there while Mom and I had dinner. I finished my chores, wiping the sweat off my brow, desperate for a break from the stifling heat. I opened every window in the house, hoping to coax a cross breeze, but the air was stagnant, save an occasional hot, weak puff. I sat in our living room, fanning myself and thinking about Dad, a man at the end of his rope. I needed something to distract myself. I looked at my wristwatch, 7.55 p.m. I was expecting a call from my older sister, Celeste, who lived on her own. She'd promised to call for an update on the crops after she got home from her church choir rehearsal, which ended at 8. Hearing her voice would be a comfort. Then, boom. A loud thunderclap broke the silence. (laughs) The noise startled me. The house shook. I jumped up and ran to the window. I stared in disbelief. It was pouring rain. My mom and I ran around the house, closing all the windows. Dad came running in, his shirt soaked, his boots caked with mud, beaming from ear to ear. Look, he said, pointing out the front door, there's no rain anywhere but on our farm. He was right. In the distance on all sides of our property, the skies were clear. There was a rainstorm only over her crops. Eventually the rain let up, but not before the corn was saved. Dad said the stalks would be healthy by morning. Celeste called as promised, and we told her about the miracle rainstorm. You're not going to believe this, she said. We finished choir class a few minutes early. The director asked if anyone had a request for a song that we could all sing and praise together. And I asked if we could sing, There Shall Be Showers of Blessing. (laughs) I knew the song well. There shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again, o'er the hills and the valleys, sound of abundance of rain. They were singing right when the rain started. Years later, the events of that day remain my strongest reminder of the power of faith. Dad's dedicated prayer was followed up with a whole choir, and God answered with showers of blessing. That story moved me when I first heard it and brought tears to my eyes then as it did again now. I titled this episode today, God's Grace. And I did so not just because of that story, but because of my favorite picture that hung on the kitchen wall of my childhood home. It was a photograph taken by Eric Enstrom sometime in the early 1900s, simply titled Grace. It depicts an elderly man with hands folded saying a prayer over a table with a very simple meal. In 2002, an act of the Minnesota State Legislature established it as the state photograph. The original photograph was taken at Enstrom's photography studio in Bovey, Minnesota. I found it ironic that it was in Minnesota that the earlier reference miracle took place as well. I hadn't even put that together until just before recording this episode. Maybe there's a reason that these two examples were meant to be used together. Anyway, the man depicted in the photograph is Charles Wilden, who earned a meager living as a peddler and lived in a sod house. To see that simple man bowing his head over his simple meal of bread and porridge always reminded me to be grateful for God's gifts in my own life, no matter how big or how small, and that grace is available to all who ask for it. We don't know all the reasons for why things happen in life, but if there's anything I would hope we would know, 
It's that God loves the world and that that can be enough. As one prophet in scripture wrote, I don't know the meaning of all things, but I know that God loveth his children. That was enough for him to accept what he did know, and it can be enough for us too. I would hope in finding gratitude, we will better find God's love for us because it's always there and always around us and can be seen in each and every blessing that we see. And maybe in no other gift and blessing more than the gift that his love gave us during Christmas. As the famous scripture in John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's why I love Christmas so much. It's a reminder above all else of God's love for us through the giving of the most perfect gift that he could, the gift of his perfect son, to save us from sin and to show us the way to go by giving us his life. Like with the miracle of the farmer, there's a drought in this world. Have you noticed? A drought of kindness, a drought of patience, a drought of understanding, of tolerance, of forgiveness, of compassion. A drought of selflessness, of giving instead of taking, of faith over fear, a drought of loving our neighbors, of doing good to them that hate us, a drought of happiness, of peace, of gentleness, and of love. A drought of Christ. Because Christ embodies all of those things, and His grace is sufficient for all of us if we will humble ourselves and come unto Him, as He says, He will help us to see where we are weak and help weak things become strong in us. But this process isn't an easy one, nor is it an automatic one that happens after offering a prayer or two and continuing on our way. It requires constant effort and a conscious awareness of the one who can bring these changes in us about. The solution to this drought and every drought is right in front of us and is found every time we clasp our hands together and pray. It is found in God's grace. It is found in more Christ or Moss Christ. Or as some say it, Christ Moss. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what this podcast, The Daily Drive, will become during the month of December. It will become not just a Christmas podcast, but a Christ Moss podcast or more Christ podcast. During this next month, I'll be sharing brief thoughts and principles centered around Christ and change and how to bring him more fully into our lives, into your homes, into your families, and into your Christmas season. And along with that, in each episode, I'm going to share with you a favorite suggestion, activity, or tradition that you can do with your own family and friends to get more joy out of your joy to the world, more wonderful out of the most wonderful time of the year, more jolly out of the season it is to be jolly, more meaningful silence out of your silent nights, more sugar plums dancing in your heads, more Christ out of Christmas. But my invitation is first to remember God's grace is available to all anytime we need it. All we have to do is clasp our hands together, bow our heads and ask for it and express gratitude for it, however it comes. But I also have a second invitation for you this time. My second invitation is to start out Christmas right by having a Christmas kickoff this weekend. Yes, you heard me right, a Christmas kickoff. <laughs> Get the decorations out with your family. It doesn't take much to make an event of it. Put on a little Christmas music, buy a cheese ball, some crackers, a summer sausage, maybe some eggnog taffy or other Christmas treats, and get your house decorated as best you can. Involve your kids, put up lights, encourage them to decorate their rooms, maybe even putting up some lights in their rooms or maybe a small tree. 
This is the greatest season of the year and the greatest reason we have to celebrate that there is. I mean, the God of heaven and earth literally came down to save each of us from our sins, from our pain, from our broken hearts, from the prisons that we had find ourselves in, and from all that is wrong with the world, and so that we can be given grace when we need it. And if that isn't reason enough to put up a few lights and decorations, then I don't know what is. So do it. And watch as the spirit of Christmas begins to permeate your home, and then your family, and then your own life. And watch as showers start falling, watering what's been dying in your own life, and erasing whatever drought that you've been experiencing. Christ, as it's been said, is the reason for the season, and I'm excited to share more of Him with you in the coming days and weeks leading up to Christmas, as well as many of my most favorite traditions and activities for you to try with your own families and friends. Thanks for listening today and every day. You guys are the absolute best. And thank you again for all of your help and support with my first annual Give Thanks for Gas fundraiser. Yes, you heard it right, the first annual. I'm already starting to think about how to expand upon it next year. And KSL, the local television news studio, even committed in advance to promote it for us and match whatever we're able to donate next year. So yeah, I can't wait for Thanksgiving to come again. But until then... I'm going to try to live every day by giving thanks. And I'm going to start by giving thanks for Christmas and for Christ. And so until next week, when we start day one of the Christ Moss or More Christ edition of the Daily Drive podcast, I'm Josh Downs, and this is The Daily Drive.